absolute favorite place to be during the week. The Sugar Spice and Everything Nice podcast. With y'all already know who it is, baby. I don't need no introduction, but I'm gonna do it because I always do. Mia Mills, the best host ever. Baby, I'm still waiting to get my coin. Like somebody needs to come get me. But oh my god, hi you guys. I missed y'all so much. It feels like it's been forever. Like it's been two weeks. I have not done an episode in two weeks. That is really crazy. Well, you know, the first time it was mainly because, you know, I needed a little mental health, you know, day. I can't do it, child. School has been whooping my ass this semester and it's only been a month and I have I, like, I, I don't get it. So, yeah, I, I had to take some time off because, you know, like I said, I want to make sure I'm resting and taking care of myself. But I also want to make sure, you know, y'all have top tier quality content. So, your girl needed a little break. And then last week, child, I was going to give y'all an episode, but I ended up being sick. So, you know, I wasn't sounding good. And I know y'all like how I be sounding on the mic. So, I had to make sure that I was ready, that I was prepared. All right. So, I had to take a little break again. But, because I took two weeks off, this week, y'all will get a bonus episode, okay? So, today, I'm here because, obviously, I have to do this Black History Month episode. I've been saying I'm going to do it, (laughs) and I know y'all been waiting for it. And because it's only right, it is only right. But, since I'm posting this on Monday, y'all will also be getting an additional Wednesday episode, you know, I had to do it for the girls, so I hope y'all are ready for all of that, and you know, since March is the month of women, obviously, you know, we're we gonna have a good time, because baby, it's gonna be all about the girls, which I mean, it's always all about the girls, but now, you know, all month, you know, all month, okay, we, we teeing up for that, but before we get into all of that, of course, we have to make sure that we are addressing this very important topic of black history. So I want to go ahead and let it be known. This episode is going to be a very informative episode. It's going to be a very educational episode. If you're looking for a key, 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 this ain't it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm always going to key, key because that's just who I am. But this is a very important topic. for you i get it but you know go ahead and click off because i'm gonna do what i need to do for the black folks okay period so for the girls that want to stick around let's go ahead and get into the nitty and the gritty episode something that was very important to me because this year honestly it just seems like I'm much more aware of the fact that it's Black History Month and I know that sounds weird but like hear me out you know obviously we know that um February is dedicated to Black History Month but I don't know I just feel like Black History Month is not talked about as much as it should be you know especially in the black community and black households you know and all of that and 
you know, with black history, our history is really oral because it has to be because a lot of it, you know, we're not getting taught in school, unfortunately. And some things we do have a lot of things written down, but it's not being shared. People don't know about it. So it's really our jobs to make sure that black history is still circulating. And, you know, currently I'm in African-American literature class, which I'm I love that class like it's probably my heaviest course load class but I genuinely enjoy it just learning about our history and our culture through writing is amazing and then I'm also you know currently in my choreography dance class I'm creating a piece where like I'm representing you know black communities through my body and you know my creativity and then also recently seeing a piece that my friend Donna did, which was absolutely beautiful. And y'all, I cried. Like, it was just amazing. I'm going to get into that later. But, um, yeah, I just feel like a lot of things around me right now is just really focused on black culture and, like, the need to, like, really be aware of kind of, like, what's going on. And that's something that I just really wanted to stress in this episode because one thing that I've noticed and I feel like I really didn't notice this until coming to college and I think that does have a lot to do with the fact that I do go to a predominantly white institution but I feel like with my generation specifically I feel like we either have people who are super woke and like super aware of certain things that are going on but in my opinion majority of the people in our generation you know me included you know i'm i'm mature enough to admit it but i feel like a lot of people are really in their own bubbles and i think obviously that has a lot to do with like you know smartphones and you know social media and all of that everyone has really just kind of created their own individual worlds to the point where it seems like a lot of people are oblivious as to what's going on outside of them. And the other week, I was in Target with one of my friends, and we were on this aisle where, like, they had all these different, you know, journals. And on the cover of one of the journals, like, the design, it had a quote, and it said, it shouldn't have to happen to you for it to matter to you. And I just thought that that was such a powerful quote, you know, because, like, it's true. And like I said, I feel like because of the bubbles that we've created for ourselves, a lot of people just kind of think like, oh, well, you know, well, this isn't happening in my immediate life. It hasn't happened to anyone that I know personally. So, yeah, I know what's going on, but until it happens to me, I don't really have to worry about it. And that's not true. But I mean, on the other end of it, like I do understand that perspective. You know, um, one of my best friends had mentioned how like she doesn't like watching the news because she just feels like it's super sad and draining and all of that and that's definitely true you know especially when things just keep happening that seems so much out of our control like no one wants to indulge in that 24 7 so like I completely get it but then just referring back to that quote you know then what happens if it does happen to you or someone that you know you know and that you love like then it's gonna become a you know oh I need to be involved and I need to be you know this or that so I just think yes we have to make sure that we're living our lives and being happy and you know doing what we need to do for us but you know the success of our world and the success of the black world and the black community it's really going to take involvement 
from everyone. And I think the only way you can really be involved is if you're educated on certain things, you know? And so that's just kind of why I'm here today. And it's something that I'm trying to do for myself. Like I said, I definitely identify with being someone who's kind of in, you know, their own bubble. And I can admit that, but, you know, it's, it's not beneficial. I feel like long-term because, you know, eventually I will start having children that will be black children and they're going to be brought into this world. And it's like, okay, well, if I'm having, especially if I'm having a black son, it's like, okay, well, well, what am I going to be teaching my black son and, and telling him? And when am I going to have to have that conversation of, you know, son, you, you can't go outside, you know, dress a certain type of way or, or whatever, because once you came out the womb, you had a target on your back that, you know, you can't get rid of. Like that, you know, that's why I'm saying, you know, and oh shoot, did I just get too deep for some of y'all? I think I did, but you know what? That's, that's fine. It's just, that's why I'm trying to have this conversation now. And, you know, when trying to figure out like what I wanted to do for this episode, I really kept going kind of, you know, back and forth about what I wanted to talk about. And I remember seeing a post and it was just kind of like how, you know, Black History Month isn't just about spitting out facts about like our history but it's really about you know allowing the black community to really be seen and to be heard and just like with that in mind I wanted to kind of research and kind of just attend to current issues that are going on with our community in the world that you know some people may know may not know but I just wanted to bring awareness to because I feel like you know If you don't know, it is something you should know and that you should be aware of because some of these things may have affected you in the past or they may be affecting your future as a black American citizen in this country. Um, So, yeah, we're going to have to get into it. Now, I do just want to put out a little disclaimer. Yes, I did do research on these topics. And I don't want to say they're like surface level, like research or statistics or anything, but it's really just kind of a starting point because I feel like one, if I were to (laughs) discuss everything, obviously we would be here all day and all night. So I didn't want to do that, but I also think it's important for people to kind of just like go off on their own and find this information. So the facts that I got stem mainly from the NAACP website, which is an amazing resource for um, the black community. I definitely encourage you to go look at it yourself. There are so many good things up there. So many things that I wish I could talk about. But like I said, we're going to be here for a long time. So I'm not going to do that to y'all. I'm not going to do it to me. So yes, please, I encourage you, please, 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 please go to that website on your own time so we're gonna go ahead and jump right on into the information now the first topic that i will be discussing is probably the most commonly you know known topic police brutality now for those of you who do not know i will give a little background history um the dynamic between law enforcement and african americans stemmed from slave patrols which actually originated here in the carolinas back in the 1700s Now, slave patrols were put in place by the white Americans during this time to help control and produce desired behaviors in the enslaved population. And this just really included, obviously, like a lot of scare tactics and using violence and weapons against slaves during this time. Um, And this actually persisted past slavery and went into, you know, the Reconstruction period and 
pretty much according to history up until the civil rights era which we all know it still exists today but that's the story that the white people are sticking to now from the mid to late 19th century through today um, law enforcement has used their power to deny access to equal rights for black americans and you know i'm going to give you guys a few statistics that i found off the naacp website regarding um fatal police shootings so in 2019 there were 999 fatal shootings and in 2020 there were 1021 um, the black community is at much higher um, rates for fatal police shootings than any other ethnicity, as we know. And since 2005, only 104 non-federal law enforcement officers have been arrested in connections with fatal shootings while on duty. Um, to this day, only 35 of the officers have been convicted of the crime, with other officers being completely left off, acquitted, you know, whatever. They not holding these white people accountable. We all we all know this. We see it all the time. See it in the news all the time. So some more statistics that I found that I thought were really interesting. Um, honestly, from a different website, it was this bar graph that showed um fatal police shootings within um different ethnicity groups, and supposedly, you know, police have killed more white people with their guns than black people. Supposedly. Um, but then on the bar graph, there was also a section of people who were unidentified and the numbers y'all were crazy. People who were unidentified that have been killed by police officers. We all know those people are black people, are people of color. Like y'all are not fooling nobody. We know that we are aware of that. And obviously like i said like this is we i could sit here and talk about this alone for days but it's just it's really heartbreaking you know wrongfully taking people's lives you know this affects people's families it, it affects our community as a whole and you know for me personally at first obviously it seemed like a lot of the targets were black men and not to say that that weren't that was not important like obviously it was important because like i said you know wrongfully taking lives like that's that's never okay but seeing it escalating to the point where police are also attacking and killing black women is is really it's a hard pill for me to swallow and you know being someone who's young and I barely started my life and knowing that I can go out here and get killed at any second like it's that's it's real heavy and you know thankfully people within our generation have you know spoken up and and done protests and even though I know people you know they have differing opinions about riots and all that you know, I'm not mad at those tactics. I'm not. You know, they they need to be taken because obviously, you know, like I said, the theme of this episode is needing to be seen. So, yes, I hope that more people, and even myself, you know, I would love to to be a part of a protest. You know, this this there is a lot of important issues within our community, but this I personally feel like for me is top five, and it's not five and it's, it's something that needs to be addressed now 
moving on to the next topic that I would like to discuss. I felt like this one was important because it is the theme of Black History Month, which if you do not know, the theme for 2022's Black History Month is Black Health and Wellness. So I will be talking about that. So if you guys do not know, there are a lot of disparities within the healthcare system um, between Black communities and white communities specifically. And a lot of it has to do with you know, poverty levels and just income for black families. Uh, we are not given the same access to health care as white Americans are. A lot of black families cannot afford health care, which health care should be free. Like, why, why is it not free? Why is it not free? Like, really, I have to pay to get taken care of if I'm sick or dying. Like, that's literally ridiculous. And, yeah, I just feel like it's it's something that is kind of put to the wayside and not being addressed as much as it could be addressed. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, me being in my bubble, I'm not super, super educated on, you know, all of these topics. But it just seems as though allowing for people to have access to healthcare should never be a problem because like it's really just like a natural right to be able to you know feel good and to be healthy because that's how we live but you know the white people don't want us to live but you know we mm, getting a little off topic there and especially right now with this pandemic going on like people need access to that and another, you know, alarming statistic is the fact that 34% of COVID deaths have been from the African-American community. And I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but it is when you understand that we already only make up 13.4% of the American population. And 34% of our 13% has been dying from COVID. Like, that's... That's a big number. Like, it's billions of people. <laughs> that, is a, that is a lot of people that are dying. But yet, people are still not getting the proper recognition to say, like, hey, yes, these people may be poor, their income may not be whatever, but they still deserve to be taken care of by our society and making sure that they're able to live and thrive within our society. But of course, because of our skin color, because of the fact that we have constantly been put in a position of being looked at and treated as inferior to, ooh, I was about to say something negative, to um the caucasian <laughs> community we're not getting that health care and um another thing regarding health which actually you know going back to the dance that i mentioned earlier in the episode that my friend donna created um she had did some research in one of her classes and created a piece about you know the mort- the mortality rate of black women giving birth and just saying how black women are two times as more likely to die while giving birth than other women of other races. And that, that is where like, I really have to draw the line because it's like giving birth is such a natural thing. It's the reason that we're all here. And the fact that we black women are more likely to die. It doesn't have anything to do with our bodies. 
it doesn't because if you you know if you leave it up to white people we're we're superior when it comes to our body than like our athleticism and all that why do you think they wanted us as slaves because we're so strong and, and our bodies are so capable it doesn't have anything to do with our bodies it's the fact that if i were to go into a hospital and, and give birth to my child like any woman should be able to do they're not going to take care of me properly because i'm a black woman and they've deemed that, you know, good enough reason to say, oh, well, we're not going to give you the care that we would give a white woman that came in here and gave birth. Because her birthing experience and her white baby that she's bringing into the world is more important than your black body and your black baby. And even like my friend Donna mentioned, you know, just saying how thinking, you know, hey, that may be me one day. And that's really alarming. You know, why would I want to have kids? Why why would I want to, you know, bring a child into the world if, if I have to go into that delivery room thinking that? And honestly, I think that's the whole point behind it. Like I said, they, they don't want us here. So they're doing everything they can to, to keep us out. So, yeah, that's, you know, black women, please, please be aware of, of, of that fact. I will be moving on to the next topic, and I really hope y'all don't feel like I'm just, like, breezing through these things. Um, I'm just really trying to give as much information as possible in a very little time, but please let me know. Like, I, I feel like I could talk about this stuff forever. So, if y'all would like to have, like, special little episodes pertaining to Black history, I will definitely incorporate that into Sugar Spice and Everything Nice. It was something I would love to do with something that, shoot may need to be done so y'all y'all let your girl know please so this next topic that i will be discussing is the economy now i feel like this is probably the most prevalent topic um simply because like it really does affect our day-to-day but honestly for me personally it's something that i don't think about as much and probably because you know thankfully you know i was blessed to have you know a household come from a household where you know my parents were able to take care of me um so obviously like I said that goes back into living in your own bubble and you know not thinking about stuff because it's not something that affects you but obviously if it was a different situation for me it is something that I would think about more um but yeah this is really a, a everyday issue so to go ahead and get into it, um, white families make 10 times more than black families do, which not surprised, but 10 times more. Like I was kind of a little shook by that number, like that 10 times, like that is, that is a lot of money. And there's extreme disparities in unemployment, home ownership, and housing affordabilities between black and white communities as well. And this is something that, like I said, obviously does not come as a shock. Most people that you probably know personally or even, you know, if you were to see homeless people, you know, on the side of the road, most people that you come across in poverty are african-american individuals not to say that it does not affect other ethnicities because that would obviously be a lie but poverty really does seem like it's designed for for the african-american community um 
And we can see that through, you know, like I mentioned, affordable housing. Like, obviously, they are gentrifying a lot of black neighborhoods and turning it to more appeasing um, places, you know, places where they can benefit and make more money and really just, you know, throwing African-Americans out on the street. That is something that I have seen back home. It's something that I actually learned about through an internship that I did last summer um, within the community by where I go to school. Like gentrification, like it is really, it is a business. They are picking these neighborhoods and saying, yeah, this is a perfect spot for what I want to do. So we're going to have to get these black families out of here. And then they're raising the prices so that black families cannot afford to live in these places. And, you know, it's becoming white places that are historically black like the places around the city that i'm in right now that are historically black have been gentrified and even there's you know a a museum downtown um where i stay and they actually had a whole exhibit about you know gentrification and that's how you know like this is not just some little thing it's a big thing that's affecting everyone's lives um so these disparities of what black people are able to afford what they're able to you know have in society and what white people are are able to have is is huge and according to the NAACP website um closing the revenue gap between white businesses and black businesses would actually generate 290 billion dollars for the U.S. economy do y'all hear how much money that is 290 billion if they were to close gaps between our communities, that's how much money we would generate for the economy. But because they want us oppressed so bad, we can't even, we can't do that. We can't receive money for ourselves. We can't be profitable for this country. And, you know, it's systematically, um, we are systematically restricted from being fully realized as participants in society. And that's crazy. Like, why? Like, what are you, what are white people really gaining from this? Like, I feel like they think this shit is fun. It's funny to them. Because the fact you're not even willing to take $290 billion? Baby, are you kidding me? I'd take that in a blink. Like, I think most sane people would. But it's all, it's really, it's, it's a system, it is a system, it's, it's really just about keeping us down. Because I feel like they think their power and their superiority is, is more beneficial than that $290 billion, which they're wild for that. But the biggest effect that this really has on us, in, in my opinion, is, you know, us not being able to produce generational wealth for our children which you know that's unfortunate you know we're going to be bringing in kids into the world where we can't even we don't even know if we're going to be able to provide for them you know the workforce isn't really set up to really benefit us either you know <laughs> like what are what are we supposed to do how are we supposed to really live and and survive here and to be fruitful here you know it's it's just, it's, it's unfortunate. It, it really is. And so the next and the last topic that I will be talking about today that actually kind of ties into 
you know, the day-to-day kind of situation is education. Now, when it comes to poverty, poverty actually plays a really big role in um, the education that people are able to get, which I feel like, you know, subconsciously, this is probably something, you know, you know and understand, but it's not something that you probably think about all the time, but it is true. And 70% of children who are currently in poverty right now are ding, 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 black children. And so with that being said, they are receiving, you know, lesser education. I guess that's the best way to say it. Um, I was surprised by the fact um, that schools are actually still segregated. And I did not know that until I got into my African-American literature course because we had to watch a speech with the former president, Barack Obama, which that man... He will always be my president. Barack, I miss you. Yo nigga Joe is out here acting a fool right now. But child, we gonna, I can't even talk about that. <laughs> but um, he made a speech um, while he was running for president, actually. And he actually brought that up as one of the topics about schools still being segregated. And for those who do not know, um, back during the civil rights um, movement during that time, I don't want to give a specific year because I'm probably going to say the wrong year. There was a Supreme Court case called Brown versus the Board of Education. And that Supreme Court case basically ruled that, you know, segregating schools should not be allowed and that black kids deserve to have the same education as whites. And the fact that that happened back in the 1900s and schools are still segregated now is ridiculous. And, you know, our children, they're experiencing inadequate education from pre-K all the way up even through college. You know, HBCUs are not necessarily at the same caliber as PWIs as far as money that's being put into those schools, as far as resources that are allotted to the students. You know, it is not the same. I will say being here at the PWI that I attend we have a lot of resources and not even just like educational i'm talking about just stuff on campus food you know all that like so many resources and even current day hbcus do not have those things and it's the fact that it's higher education people are trying to to go better themselves and get a higher education and they still have to worry about not you know experiencing the same education as other people but i will say i'm Well, I mean, I don't know for sure. I can't really speak for that because I, like I said, I do not go to HBCU, but I'm sure, you know, they are being educated more on black history and black culture, which I think is absolutely amazing. I do think that's something that I kind of miss out on being at a PWI. Um, And that's also something that I addressed through a research paper that I did last semester just about not, you know, being taught about my culture. And since I'm currently studying to become a teacher, one thing that, you know, I'm learning in my teaching classes is this concept called culturally responsive teaching, which is basically being responsible enough as a teacher to take the time out to really teach and educate yourself and educate your students on the cultures that they come from so that they feel included and so that they feel seen. And I think that that's something that definitely needs to be applied in the education system as a whole.
And another alarming fact about um, the school system and just, you know, the schools in general, some schools, some black schools have police patrolling the schools and patrolling the hallways. And there's actually a statistic, which this shouldn't even be a statistic, but there is a statistic that proves that, you know, black students are more likely to be arrested while they're in school than, than other students are. Why am I sending my child to school to be arrested? Like, I don't think that's okay <laughs> at all. I don't think, like, wh why, 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 why are there police there at black schools? Why? Why? Because they're looked at as, as these uncivilized, you know, people who don't know how to control themselves. They're kids. Like, why, why are police there? And a interesting concept that, you know, people have thought about is, you know, having police at school, really, it kind of sets that frame of introducing black students to a legal system that they're actually going to remain in. Like, on the NAACP website, it says, you know, when kids see that and they're in that type of environment, it actually kind of it plays a role in some people who end up, you know, incarcerated later in, in life. It's because we're seeing this, this structure of, oh, you need to be patrolled, you need to be watched, yada, yada, yada. And it keeps them in this, in this full-blown cycle. And that is absolutely crazy. Like, people shouldn't be going to school to learn how to go to jail. Like, that's not what I'm sending my child there for. You know, that's not what black parents of today are sending their child to school for. But yet, that's what they have to experience. So, yeah, something that is, it's, it's a lot to, to, to really digest. It's a lot for me to digest as, as I'm saying it. Ooh, I know that was a lot of information that I just threw at you, and this is my longest episode. I was not expecting this episode to be that long. Oh, wow. But it's stuff that needed to be said, and, you know, I hope that you all enjoyed hearing me talk about it. I hope that, you know, you leave this episode wanting to educate yourself more. I know that I definitely do. Yeah, and I just really hope moving forward, like, we're all able to really step outside of our bubbles and, and to be more aware of the things that are going on and, and to hopefully, you know, ourselves make some type of impact to better help our community. So, I would like to leave you guys with a quote from the amazing Miss Angela Davis. Ooh, excuse me, Dr. Angela Davis. Put some respect on that girl's name. Okay, baby. She a queen. A black queen. And if you don't know who that is, babe, you're going to have to click off my show. I know we're at the end and, you know, it's probably too late for you to click off. But no, you're you going to need to click off because that is a queen that should always be respected. But the quote she said is, you have to act as if it were possible to radically change the world and you have to do it all the time. So like I said, I hope we all start to, you know, really do our parts and, you know, just be better citizens to each other. And, you know, 
address the issues within our black communities but also if you are a non-black individual if you are friends with non-black individuals educate them call them out on their shit if they're not being good allies to us you know that is our responsibility as well um so yeah we we all playing a role in in this system and where the system is going so we definitely have to be aware of of what's going on in our day-to-day because that affects the big picture tremendously so yes i hope you guys enjoy the episode next week oh actually wednesday wednesday we're gonna get into some spikes some fun because you know i know i just hit y'all with a lot of heavy stuff so y'all need a break and i need a break so we're gonna you know chit chat like the girlies do so get ready so we can get into some more nitty and gritty all right so i hope y'all stick around and come back to get some more sugar some more spice and some airy airy thing nice okay per by my black queens